Welcome to the inaugural episode of our bonus patron exclusive new marathon for 2023. We'll be talking about John Cassavetes. And my name's Jakob. My name's Randy. My name's Nick. And today we are also joined by a very special guest, a returning guest who's been with us well many, many times, but not for a very long while. So, you know, it's been a while. So a warm welcome to Hillary White. How are you doing, Hillary? Doing well, thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. Now, as I just said, this is our uh, new... We closed our David Lynch marathon, boys and girls. You know, so um, we got we to gotta do something new. So we chose for the 2023, we found a filmmaker who only made 12, 12 films, so it just fits. <laughs> <laughs> so it just fits. So one by one, each month, we'll be doing one John Cassavetes film, and we're starting from the very beginning. So... Today we'll be talking about his debut, featured directorial debut Shadows, but perhaps before we do this, it's probably a good idea to kind of just maybe dig into the man himself just a tiny bit. And um, so, you know, was born in 1929, died in in 1989, so he lived just about 70 years. He was, I mean, born to a family of Greek immigrants, so his dad was a very hardworking man, just worked from, from absolute bottom to, uh, to just have established himself in, in, in a bunch of careers. But anyway, so like his his dad was always gunning that John should uh, get a job. <laughs> so and then, then John wasn't having any of it. So uh, he wasn't really keen to to learn very, very much. And he was, um, I think, like Nicola, you'll, you'll probably like him because he kind of just sounds a little bit like like Werner Herzog a little bit because he kind of <laughs> self-mythologized a lot of a lot. Uh, like he invented a story that he uh, attended college and then he dropped out. None of that had ever happened. <laughs> uh, but you know, like he he was just running around with with boys, causing mi- mischief, and then just chasing girls. So that's what, I suppose this is what what New Yorkers did in the in the in the forties and, and early fifties, and then found himself in acting, and he got himself uh, admitted to the American American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and then he decided he wanted to be an actor. And then that academy, and then after this, after graduating and just working through whatever, and then he established what he called the workshop, which was a well, a, a studio where they would um, practice and learn acting through improvisation, which was kind of sort of in uh, stark opposition to the actors' studio, I think, because he, he they wanted to just uh, put fun in acting a little bit more because they thought that you know the Leo Strasberg sort of Stanislavski school of acting was all about moping around and just wallowing in misery, and they didn't like that. So he, he he got a few bit parts in in TV and he started in uh, I think not start he he got a role in Edge of the City by Martin Ritz and then uh, went into directing the face because we we're gonna get to it and then you know he ended up having two careers at the same time because he was a director and an actor so you could probably see him in like the Dirty Dozen and Rosemary's Baby and then I think partially you could say that he his acting career was more or less there to sponsor his his directing career. Um, <clears throat> And then by, by many people, he's kind of considered one of the forefathers of the American independent cinema. So, you know, and we're going to talk about all of it, all of, all of that that he's made. But then first, let's just go around the table. Do you have a history of John Cassavetes in any sort of 
measurable fashion. What's your history with, with the man? Do you, do you like him? Do you not like him? What's going on? So let's start with Hillary. Hillary, how, how do you feel about John Cassavetes? I actually don't know as much about him as I do about other directors. I have seen A Woman Under the Influence and I've seen Opening Night. Um, and I'm aware of his collaborations with his wife. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, the kind of the legendary status that they have. So many people kind of aspire to have that kind of um, that kind of partnership, but I don't think anything qu could quite take its place. I did see Shadows previously, a few years before, and it seemed very different. So mm -hmm. I wanted to come back and revisit this work, but um, it was mainly curiosity that brought me to wanting to be on this podcast and um, oh, maybe wow. try to understand him a little bit more because I don't know him as well as um, some of the other directors we've tackled in the past. Cool. Cool, cool. What's to go next? And your Nicola. Hmm. I'll go next. Um, no, I, I've seen over half of Casamati's films. I've seen five. Um, so I, under half. <laughs> that's, yeah, my math was wrong. <laughs> It's late, you know, it's 10 p.m. Uh, it's been a long day. My mouth is way off. I'm almost half half. You know, I'm almost half half. I don't speak English, it's a second language. Almost half of us voted for you. English is a second language. You know you know what it is. Uh, it's always a good excuse. Anyway, uh, I've seen almost half of John Cassavetes' work. But I remember I, I studied him when I, did, when I did History of Cinema, and I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. I don't know if he's necessarily for me. And so I watched The Woman Under the Influence, which is the grand classic, we could say, of his career, and enjoyed it. Not Didn't love it, but I think, like, six years after I've first seen it, I think I'll enjoy it more on a rewatch. Um, but I can say of what I've seen, at least, I do enjoy his later output more um, mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting going through his career chronologically and kind of seeing his evolution as a director because I'm not a big fan of his earlier movies but I think later on I think maybe it is the Gina Rowland's element or maybe it's just you know getting bigger budgets grander ideas but it does reach some very interesting explorations of uh, of just art and life humanity love all those things it's very grounded which I appreciate but yeah, he's an actor's director, and I'm not usually someone who gravitates towards these types of filmmakers. Uh, more of the director as an artist than, uh, you know, the free reign to the cast and, uh, and the crew just improvising mm -hmm. and things like that. So when he's more controlled, I think, it's when he shines. Yeah, I mean, it will, be, it will be an interesting sort of transition for you because we've just about wrapped the David Lynch marathon where yeah. it's all about the director. It's all about the the vision, the theme, and uh, and then being in control, right? And now we're just exploring a different angle on movie making. Now it's a cool. different anyway. tour. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to this, Randy. What's your take on John Cassavetes? What's your history of the guy? Well, I have almost zero history with John Cassavetes. The only the only flirtation I have with the man goes back to 2000 when I was at TIFF and I walked into the iconic Sam the Record Man DVD store and I thought, oh, they That's have just the killing of a Chinese bookie. <laughs> <laughs> they have on DVD the killing of a Chinese bookie. I should get that. But then ultimately that was a little bit, it, the, it was $45, so it was a little bit wow. too rich for my blood back 20 years ago Jesus so i walked Christ, away from it money. and uh, i know so 
Until now, I have never seen a Cassavetes film. I'm a total Cassavetes virgin until oh. this week. So yeah. we, okay, well, so this marathon has um, deflowered you. <laughs> We've taken yeah. the flower. Yeah, there, there we go. This week, shadows did it. Um, well, but the thing is, I'm very interested in Cassavetes as a filmmaker. Uh, as, as you were just noting, that Cassavetes was as an actor and turning into a director, he he gravitates to this performance and and as you said, Nick, like actors director i'm really interested in that um i've mentioned before like you know years ago i used to be involved with uh, an independent student theater group with some friends of mine and we would gravitate to intimate suspenseful projects minimal sets minimal characters uh, because it was just us and we were funding the things out of our own pockets and it would all be about chemistry so we would try to strip out the artifice the staginess of the show and We'd perform it in the round, but ultimately it was all about, you know, the actors and the rapport and the chemistry that we could that we could get. Like in doing it in the round, we'd be two feet away from the audience. So we had to sort of uh, strip away sort of the, the, the faux nature of theater. And we just rehearse these things to death um, until we'd be cutting off one another's lines. And in essence, like you know, the, these guys would be forming their own characters that were a little bit different from what was in the script. So this has a very familiar feel going to Cassavetti's project. So it's something that I should connect with uh, in Cassavetti's work. It's something I should have connected to with Shadows a little bit better than I did, though. Um, but their work is truly amazing. And honestly, I think in a way, someone has to be first and they have they've developed they're developing a craft here like no one is going to confuse any of these performers like Hugh Hurd or uh Lilia forget her last name Goldani uh, Goldani like no one's going to confuse these types of performances with something Jimmy Stewart is doing at the time right like <laughs> you know like acting on the screen was almost an extension of acting for the stage big presence first type of performances and so i think shadows is game changing you don't get some of the films that you get in the 70s like roy scheider's performance on all that jazz james khan's performance in the gambler without this movement right without this um reimagining of how to act for film and how to sort of carve a little bit deeper so i find this fascinating um you know i i appreciate a lot in shadows i appreciate there's sort of a, a post-sex scene which is very interesting there's very intimate blocking there's profanity and the graffiti there's these things that are showing up on camera here that just audiences in the 50s would not have seen mm -hmm. but honestly i do find shadows is a bit on the dull side so i'm excited to be enrolled here in cassavetti's 101 and uh you know, I hope to learn a lot this year about Cassavetes. I'm quite excited. Don't we all? Don't we all? But uh, my first take and my mind is open to be changed is that as much as I appreciated this, I was sort of bored by it. Oh, well. So uh, we kind of moved into just just talking about shadows just by extension. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've seen, I think, exactly half. I just quickly looked. I w I've seen six of the uh, Cassavetes films before and I kind of just some of them I really loved and then I, I'm like I was like one of the reasons we kind of just said oh let's do Cassavetes I was just like F fine perfect now I have no excuse 
so I'll just fill in all these blind spots. <laughs> but then I, I will just say this. I put husbands on my top 100 list when we were doing this for Clapper. So so this is kind of how I feel about the man. I can really right. appreciate it. I really appreciate the guy. I really appreciate the, 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 the sort of the approach to filmmaking that the guy was really a fan of. And then what he got out of actors and out of the storytelling that he was engaged in. Um, I, he just makes movies for me. Let's just say that that way. I can like I like when stuff is in between the lines of delicates and the smirks and then and then half smiles and and then the sort of the natural sort of energy that's the, that you could feel almost that maybe kind of sort of just in the moment and then they're just it, you have, you kind of feel like you're um, like the camera's capturing life even though it isn't for for the most part but you know so I, I'm looking forward to this so. Let's just quickly just because we we kind of already moved like Randy you just you just yeah. uh, just waltzed into wait. shadows so <laughs> let's just let's just do this uh, let's talk about shadows improperly like pro- uh, improperly and properly <laughs> you can't do it properly anyway let's talk about shadows I don't know what you want to come here for Dennis this joint is nothing but a place for a bunch of sexless women who don't have any love in their life a lot of big deal professors. A lot of creeps trying to show off how much they know. You couldn't be wrong. I suppose professors don't come here. Huh? Well, I didn't say that. All right, Dennis, look at that. I suppose you can tell me what he's about, huh, genius? He's a statue. I know he's a statue, Dennis. What kind of a statue? I know he's a statue. Well, Tom, I don't know everything. You know something, Dennis? Yeah? You don't know nothing. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. what do you know? A lot more than you know. Yeah? Well, what'd you come here for if you know so much? You have no respect for art. No respect at all. You listen to me, Dennis. You're nothing but an ignorant slob, Dennis. A little ignorant slob. I went to college, Dennis. You? All I ever got out of it was dissipation. A lot of early bells disturbing my sleep. A lot of supercilious professors, slob professors, shooting off their mouth about something, trying to teach me something that they'd already failed at in life themselves. So don't tell me I don't appreciate anything. So Shadows was released. Huh, it's a good story. <laughs> Shadows was released twice because <laughs> yeah. officially you could say it was released in 1959, but you know it was written and directed by Cassavetes. Written, not sure if it was written by Cassavetes, but we'll get to it, right? So it stars Lelia Goldoni, Ben Carruthers, and Hugh Hurd, and a few other people. Gina Rollins is in one or two scenes as well in there, and that's that's Cassavetes' wife. Well, and 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 a whole like lifelong collaborator as well. They were just all. Uh, we're going to be talking about Rollins all throughout the year, anyway. Um, and the film is about about the sort of the three African American siblings living somewhere in the underbelly of New York. I don't know in Brooklyn or, uh, and with one of the brothers, I think Hugh is trying to make it as a singer, and Benny is kind of sort of like a I don't know like a like a character from a Jim Jarmusch film. And by the way, Jim Jarmusch's career doesn't exist without. The- if you'd like to listen to this show in its entirety. Head over to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash uncutgemspod where for 3 bucks a month you'll be able to hear many other bonus recordings of ours such as tie-ins to our main show, mini retrospectives and comprehensive director marathons. Patreon.com slash uncutgemspod is the place so head over there and subscribe. Subscribe.